Hello again, welcome to another episode of the Iranian Market Minute. Today is Friday, July 15th, and this is episode number 153. My name is Justin Hune. I am your host. I'm the founder and publisher of the Uranium Insider Pro newsletter, the only investing newsletter that focuses solely on uranium and publishes on a regular monthly basis. As always, nothing that you see or hear in this podcast is intended to be investing advice. I'm not your financial advisor. This is not financial advice. Please always do your own due diligence when it comes to investing and always take responsibility for your own choices. All right. Uh, another week in the books, <clears throat> mainly kind of a consolidating week, but I believe we closed the week in the green after a couple of uh, decently down days to start the week. Things seem to be picking up a little bit in terms of volume, um, a little bit in terms of price recovery. But what I was hoping to see that I've been stating over the past few weeks is kind of a consolidation uh, sideways pattern, at least a, a basing pattern in the stocks. We are starting to see that uh, it does look like um, we're, we're reaching some kind of seller exhaustion here for the most part, <clears throat> but at the same time, we're also not seeing um, any, any real incredible volume come into the buy on the buy side. So um, chopping sideways uh, for the most part for the past few weeks, and I am totally uh, okay with that, all things considered. I'm going to note a, uh, an interesting meeting that's happening next week in the mailbag section. And before we do that, we'll go through the charts. But first, let's jump into the daily scoreboard. Spot price of uranium now sitting at 45.75 mid market. <clears throat> Excuse me, down 25 cents from yesterday. Basically, there's um, there's an entity right now, uh, a common uranium trader that's just selling pounds into the market, coming from an offtake that they have from uh, one of their producing mines in Africa. Not really that big of a deal and not a whole lot of volume here. So really nothing all of all that important happening in the spot market, but we continue to trickle down slightly, largely taking advantage of the absence of the Sprott Physical Uranium Trust. <clears throat> Yesterday, although it did trade up quite nicely, closing out at minus 12% discount to NAV, 12.77% discount to NAV. <clears throat> now today trading up about 1%, I believe, with the with the spot price falling slightly more, we're probably close to that 10 to 11% discount. And now still very, very large, historically speaking. And they've been at that discount for a consistent period of time. Cash now in the treasury, 59.9 million. Turning to the ETFs, URA reported 400,000 shares of redemptions. Well, URNM reported no change in outstanding shares. That was about 5 million in mandated selling coming from that re uh, redemption from URNM. That was probably Monday or possibly Tuesday, uh, given the lag time on this reporting. Um, why don't we go ahead and take a look at the charts? URA up 1.29% on the day. Now the S&P had a much strong, much stronger day, generally speaking. So we did underperform the S&P today on a relative basis, but we are recovering here. We're getting close to that trend line that we've touched multiple times. Um, along this bull market since it began back in December of 2020. And now we did make this undercut low. We're trying to recover here in terms of performance relative to the S&P. Um, where does this go from here? I don't know in the short term. In the mid to long term, do I think we are going to vastly outperform the S&P? Yes, I do. Absolutely. Let's go back to URA. Uh, volume still not there. <clears throat> Low volume, especially compared to yesterday, but we did see some dip buying come in. I think that the sellers are getting tired. I'm going to talk about that a bit in the mailbag section as well. Cameco up uh, a little over 1% on the day. Volume decent, not huge, not nothing, but we didn't close anywhere near the highs on the day. So did see some pulling back there. However, there were some dips being bought 
when it did trade off a bit today. And like I said, we do see this uh, kind of putting in a little bit of a basing pattern here. We'll see if that holds. Sprott Physical Uranium Trust up almost 1% on the day. Again, where is the volume? It certainly is not here. Now, the Sprott Physical Uranium Trust is around 80% owned by institutions. The ETFs are majority owned by retail, even though they provide very good volume and liquidity, uh, generally speaking, especially liquidity relative to some of the individual miners. Institutions tend to prefer this vehicle. So volume coming into SPUT is really what we're looking for to seeing institutions, generally speaking, getting back in long uh, in volume that uh, looks like risk coming back on to this trade. And we're just not there yet, but we are holding, uh, holding in there over the past few weeks, kind of hanging on down in this range of previous support on multiple occasions. Almost filled this gap from September of last year on Tuesday. That dip got heavily bought and we we're back up above $13 a, a per trust unit. Would like to see renewed volume come back into this, into this vehicle. I want to show you one more time this URA relative to the spot price of uranium. So we are, we did see a little bit of recovery over the last couple of days. Have we seen the spot price trickle down, but the stocks have recovered. Yeah, if we take this line of where we're trading at here on this relative chart and come back to the last time we were at that during the beginning of the market. Now we were at that a couple of months back, but we are now trading at valuations from November, 2020, in terms of the equities relative to the spot price of uranium, absolutely astounding. And I, 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 in an episode, maybe about a week ago, week and a half ago, I talked about a particular stock that, that I bought in the early part of 2020 when the news that came out that was fantastic for that stock was not appreciated by the market. And I recognized that as an opportunity. And now we have that across the entire space. We have fundamentals that are unbelievable. And especially when you consider what is coming down the pike here um, relatively soon, the market doesn't care. And to me, that's not evidence of a failed thesis. That is an opportunity. Um, if you are a value investor, you're always looking for opportunities that where the market is getting it wrong. Um, and I believe that the market is getting this very, very wrong right now. Okay, mailbag section. <clears throat> Somebody was asking me that they heard about this uh, NEI conference that's happening next week. So yes, there is an NEI conference happening next week in Washington, D.C. And um, this conference was uh, was put together, not super last minute, but it wasn't it wasn't put out there last year, right? This was relatively recently they put this together. It's a half day conference, and all of the who's who from the the nuclear fuel markets are going to be there a number of company representatives, a number of representatives for enrichment companies, conversion companies that provide enrichment and conversion, um, as well as just basically the who's who. Uh, a number of, of elements and people recommending um, or involved in the investment side of things will be, the, will be there. And importantly, um, while I will not unfortunately be able to attend, we will have um, our guest speaker for our webinar next Thursday will be attending this event. Um, there is going to be, I think that the focus of this event is going to be enrichment. I think that the focus is going to be on US utilities um, need for enrichment, um, Western enrichment having less than 5 million SWU provided in the United States with uh, demand that is far, far outpacing that ability of the US to provide SWU. 
And so um, that's really the crunch that we see coming. And this meeting is going to go a long way to address the present situation in terms of conversion and enrichment for Western utilities. Um, so we look forward very much to speaking with this individual during our webinar um, two days after this event occurs. And that is happening. The event is happening on Tuesday. Our webinar will be Thursday morning. Um, if you are a member, I think this is going to be a very, very important session to attend. I can't make it live. As always, that will be recorded and posted to the website that you could stream later on in that day. So very much looking forward to this. This is a really important time right now for the uranium fuel cycle and um, the uranium fuel products market. Um, we have a scenario here where we have um, Western utilities, Western, uh, let's just say nuclear energy in the West that provides 70 plus percent of the total nuclear energy generation globally, yet we have a minority uh, percentage of SWU and of conversion. And SWU, of course, is um, a key element, not only because it's one step away from actual fabricated fuel that's being delivered to the nuclear utilities, but because it actually has the ability, technically speaking, to, um, to ramp up production of EUP by raising the tails assays <clears throat> and overfeeding the centrifuges. And that's already happening. We're hearing that is already happening. We're already hearing that the tails assays are rising for the Western enrichers. And basically what that means, so when you, when you actually calculate expected demand um, for a nuclear power plant, let's say, you calculate that based on the level of enrichment of the EUP prior to being fabricated into fuel. The type of fabric, fabricated fuel matters a bit. Um, and to understand that demand of EUP and fabricated fuel for that reactor, you have to input a very, very important calculation. And that is the tails assay of the enrichment process. The higher the tails assay, the more feedstock is needed in order to produce that EUP. And when demand is very low for enrichment, you'll see the SWU prices fall. You'll see capacity um, be in excess. And that's what we had towards the later part of the last decade, which was a lot of excess capacity of SWU. Um, the SWU price fell almost in a straight line from 2011 till 2018, where it finally turned and started to pick up its head. And with that extra SWU, the utilities would be able to uh, excuse me, the enrichers would be able to spin the, the UF6, the feedstock down to a lower tails assay than the contractor with the utilities. And that would require less feedstock under feeding. Um, if the enricher happened to have even more ex ex excess capacity, they could take tails material from previous enrichment processes and reinsert that into the centrifuges and spin it even more to, re, uh, to actually uh, draw more out of it. And then they can also re-enrich the tails material. So tails re-enrichment and underfeeding was a huge source of secondary supply. Now, as far as the Western enrichers are concerned, that's gone. That is no longer available. That is no longer 20, 25 million pounds a year coming into the market. Unbelievably huge development for uranium. Now, you don't see that effect in the spot market yet. You don't see that effect in the utilities. That, that is why I've been pounding the table on this because <clears throat> when you understand what's happening in the back end, understand what's about to happen in the front end, and you see that the market doesn't care, that's an opportunity, in my opinion. So uh, that's, that's, yes, yes, this meeting is happening. Yes, it's important. Yes, we're going to hear all about it next week in that webinar. Um, I'll be able to you know, give you a little tidbit here and there probably the following week. 
but um, not going to share a whole lot of that because that will be, you know, for our members that are supporting us. So we appreciate that. And we will see you there either way. The fact that this meeting is happening and the fact that the who's who is attending uh, gives you some level of understanding of the importance of these discussions and the importance of the, of that back end of the fuel cycle in the West. So huge, huge developments. All right. Uh, lastly, I just wanted to make one brief comment that um, I intended to include yesterday, but I didn't get a chance to record yesterday. It got away from me. The day got away from me. Basically, um, I just want to reiterate that when we, when we see trading like this, like low volume selling, selling low volume buying, and there's a lot of frustration out there about who is selling at these levels. Well, there's a buyer for every seller, right? And so what we're seeing, in my opinion, is seller exhaustion. Um, the motivated sellers got out uh, a while back, right? They saw the momentum turning. They saw the charts turn bearish. A lot of risk off across the markets, a lot of fears about around recession, around rate hikes, around uh, inflation, et cetera. And that was the high volume selling. Okay, that was late April. That was May. That was even into June a bit. <clears throat> Later part of June, the last couple of weeks, uh, first half of July, volume is totally trickled off. Um, it's just not there on the sell side or the buy side. So what do you have? You have a slow accumulation by contrarians that are buying shares from those that are just done. They're throwing in the towel. And that's what's happening right now. And so when sellers are exhausted, basically, the contrarians who remain long or are adding to their longs are essentially buying the shares from the sellers and increasing the number of shares of those companies they hold. So rather than looking at it as an averaging down or for some of these entities, I know for a fact because I'm one of them who have been long for a very long time or averaging up by buying this dip, okay? So you might say, oh, that's great that you have money to, to average into your positions here when they've sold off 50%, um, you know, lowering your cost basis. Not necessarily. I am one of a handful of people that I know of that I talk to on a, on a relatively regular basis who know what's going on in this market behind the curtain, who have been in this market long for years, and they are averaging up. They're increasing their cost bases on their longs by buying here. Um, and so that's just a perspective I really like to really like to use sometimes is to think about think about a company that I own, the reasons that I own it, my confidence in the macro for this sector going forward a number of years out and understanding that what I'm trying to do is accumulate a larger ownership of said company. Um, I don't even really pay attention to my cost basis that much because I know, especially if we go back and look at that chart of URA relative to the spot price of uranium. But look at that chart and what do we see? We see from a valuation perspective, we're right back at ground zero. Yet, yet the fundamentals are vastly better than they were in December, 2020, vastly better. And the situation right now with Western enrichment and the demand that's coming for uranium because of this bifurcation, not many people get it. And uh, it's coming and it's coming in a wave and it's gonna be, we can measure this development in weeks or months, okay, not years. Uh, I, in my opinion, it's going to hit this year. So that's huge. And uh, yeah, hope you're all hanging in there. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. I really appreciate each and every one of you. Um, next week, I will not be doing a market minute on Thursday, the day of our webinar. So it's Thursday the 21st. If you are a member, you should have already received a bulletin letting you know who our guest is. 
um, and you will receive a link to join that webinar one hour before the webinar starts. Until then, I will be updating the weekly watch list for members on Sunday, and I will see all of the rest of you on Monday. And if you are interested in becoming a member to our service, there is a link in the description below, and we will send you a free sample of a previous month's newsletter to at least give you an idea of the type of content we put out. And that, of course, is just the newsletter itself. So the, these members' webinars, in my opinion, are, are quite the value add, especially the one coming next week. Um, very much looking forward to it. Thank you. Thank you. Have a wonderful weekend. Take care. Be well. I will see you on Monday. Cheers.